0: It's so incredible just how God works, and um, just even the songs, Casey, you picked, the prayer that you you just prayed, Myrtle over us, being children of God. And so many times during the week, I was was really saying to God, Really, do you want me to teach on this? And I was getting confirmations all week, and then you get confirmations like this. So, um, Jesus, I just want to thank you so much for for your message today. Give me strength to, to, to preach what I have to preach, and give us all eyes to see and ears to hear, in your precious name, amen. So, uh, I get to preach on Luke 19 to 23, um, and just so much in that, as you can imagine. Um, also, uh, then look at the Psalms, there was Psalm 13, 14, and 15 that I got to choose from. And as I read those scriptures, what I could see was these incredible and beautiful encounters that, that people... Um, had with Jesus so if you look at Luke 19 it starts with Zacchaeus and then at the end of 23 it ends with the robber beside Jesus on the cross and those two beautiful um, encounters two encounters that are restoring people's hearts Um, encounters that where God looks at Jesus looks at the condition of the heart rather than the trail of sin left behind And, and that theme running out Running through those encounters, and then in between them, you get to see uh, Jesus and um, and the twelve disciples sharing breaking of bread together, and so on. So we're going to do that today as well. So in usual fashion, when it happens to me um, when I get a message from Patrice or Rob that says, um, "Hey, will you preach on such and such?" and I go, "Yeah, fantastic. I I I have an idea." I go, "Yeah, that's great. I think that's where I I, you know I'll start writing stuff down and start preparing it." And uh, in usual fashion, Jesus says um yeah let's i thought i was going one way i had all the material uh put it before him and i said look what, what what do you think and he said yeah start here which i thought was the end so i'm starting at the end which is uh typical jesus with me so um i was going to cover Zacchaeus' heart um jesus trial and barabbas um and then the, weaved through luke 19 to 23 you see all of these stories about something happening, an, an encounter with, you know, the owner of a vineyard, you know, the the, um, the business manager coming back, you know, referring to another encounter that we'll all face with Jesus uh, when he returns. But again, I thought I had it all laid out, but um, Jesus wanted me to focus on on his trial. Um, so we'll, we're going to discuss that. I'm going to maybe if we can just have a look at Luke yeah, Luke 23:18 is there? Brilliant. And let's just read it out. Um, that is the NIV version, um, so I'm going to read from the, I call it the HSBC version, it's not the bank, um, the HCSB version. So let's just read this. Uh, then they all cried out together, take this man away, release Barabbas to us. He'd been, uh, he, Barabbas, had been thrown into prison for a rebellion and had taken place in the city uh, and for murder. Pilate wanting to release Jesus. Uh, address them again but they kept shouting crucify him crucify him um this is something that i wrote some time ago when i was in a, a, a pretty um, uh, where i realized that the immensity of 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 what jesus actually did for us and what that trial see, uh, the the significance of that um there's some brilliant teachings on this by the way so um uh, i'm robbing from 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 a bit of that uh, but years ago i wrote this and it was, it was one of the first times that I really realized what Jesus did uh, for me. And uh, it's called A Trial, and I'll read it out to you. It was me versus you. I was guilty. You were not. Uh, the crowd shouted for your sentence, and I gladly joined in. You stood firm so to take my sin. People think it was Barabbas set free that day, but that trial could have been me, could have been any of us. Your army could have swooped down... Um, And stopped it all, and you said no. Your silence shouted, set them free, punish me. That cross was not fit for you, it was fit for me. I was on trial that day, and I walked free. (coughs) An undeserved gift, proof of the depth of your love for me. Even while um, I did not recognize it at the time, you did it, you did it anyway. Now that I realize I say thank you God, thank you for taking my sentence, for satisfying justice for my crimes, for my sin. I love you, I love you Lamb of God, I love you. That was one of the first times that I really got a revelation of what the trial and the cross of Jesus. Here we see in the trial of Jesus the, the kicking off of our restoration. Um, the, the, it's like, a, it's like a, a play being played out in front of us where we see Barabbas is a representation of us. So on, on Thursday, I was doing something very mundane in work, as you do spreadsheets and all that kind of nonsense. And out of nowhere, I heard this, I set Barabbas free. Because I would have believed that, oh no, Pilate or, or the Jews asked for, 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 for uh, the Jewish leaders asked for, for um, the release of Barabbas. And clearly, I felt Jesus say, no, it was me. I, I, I said nothing, and it was me that set Barabbas free. I could have said something. I could have stopped it all. But it was me that's it, Barabbas free. Um, I just want to touch on uh, the next two scriptures, Mal, if you don't, if you don't mind. Um, and, and the reason why I start here as well is because all of it comes together. And I just want to cover off a few things that these readings uh, join in together. So Psalm 13, you see, But I have trusted you, uh, trusting in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Um, again, pointing to the beauty of, of what we 're about to talk about, and then psalm fifteen the fool says in his heart, "There is no God. the Lord looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand Seek after god um, so today in this in this church, we have people who believe, and maybe some people who don't who don 't believe, and I believe this message is is for both those groups um, and also, on top of that, I would say, if if none of the, if some of this stuff you know this, if you if you if your heart resonates and goes, yeah, I know this. This is brilliant. It's not new to me. It's amazing. Thank God, because if this is not new to you, that's amazing, you've been brought through an amazing journey with your saviour. So let's crack on. So, what happened uh, over the last couple of weeks? Um, I read uh, chapter 19 to 24. Um, and even though I wasn't covering 24, I read it anyway. And um, I sat with God, and I said, "Okay, I, I need to know what you want me to teach here." And um, in the blink of a few seconds, I got this incredible uh, vision of of what God wanted me to teach. Um, and then He 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 also brought me back to um, He brought me to uh, this word finality, and this overwhelming sense of completion in in and I saw, uh, I can't really explain it, but I saw the two events merging together as if a timeless situation, the trial and the cross of Jesus. And this word finality came, came across me with unbelievable palp, like it was so palpable it was unreal. And he, he brought me back to some years ago when, when I, was, I felt really, really low in my life and I felt the enemy was really at me and I felt that I was so small, I felt so, so small Mal, if you can just click on there, just this. And I remember getting this image, this image in my head, um, and really struggling with Jesus saying, You said you were really powerful. You said this. You said you were so powerful. Why am I feeling like this? Why do I feel the enemy is bigger? Why do I feel his accusations are so, so big and I'm so, so small? I believe your word. I see in your word, but I, I, I need, I remember saying, I need a different angle. I don't know why I use that word. And then, this is a very bad way of me showing what Jesus put in my mind. Mal, if you can click on the next one. Jesus changed the angle for me. I was living in a 2D world thinking that I have no power over over the enemy. And my Jesus was very small. But actually, when you look at a different angle, Jesus brought me up. And what I could see was that, simply, there's nothing that the enemy can do anymore. It is totally and utterly finished. It is fully complete that view to me now has always stuck to me. If there's anything that I feel where the enemy is trying to get at me or I remember what Jesus showed me, and it's I'm untouchable because the blood of Jesus Christ. So let's go on and, and have a chat about what, what he showed me. Um, you can crack on. So uh, as I paused and meditated over scripture, I saw, I saw a vision of a prison. Prison cells stacked one upon another. So huge, as you can imagine, um, huge amount of cells that were there. And Jesus was, was on the other side of the... Of a, there was two hills. The prison was on one hill and Jesus was on the other. And what I saw was... I saw empty cells. I saw cells that were, had people in it. Um, I saw people running around... The cells, I saw the enemy as well. Um, and I saw um, what came to mind then was Isaiah 61, where, I, where it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, uh, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has, set, he has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and proclaim uh, the captives will be set free um, and the prisoners will be released. So, what and again, this happened in, in split seconds. And what I saw was, I actually saw that all the cells in that prison, they had no doors. And Jesus was showing me that it's, it's done. He has, he has blown off every single cell door. Yours, mine. But then I, I said, why are the people still in there? And it was simple. He said, because some people haven't accepted the free gift of what I've done. And then I got this: the atoning blood of Jesus is so powerful that it transcends time. So before even you were born or I were born, our Adamic Adam's curse was blown off, and all we have to do is really accept that freedom. This was mind blowing to me, and I, 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 in this in this vision, I was like, okay, what, what, do you, what can I do with this? Here I am sitting beside you. I'm free. Why are why are others not free? And in that, I got this sense of brought to, to, to Matthew where it says, you know, the commission of, of, of us as believers, right? what our commission is. And it's simply to tell people that their prison cell door has been blown off. Jesus has already paid the price. Jesus has already done it. Why are you, why are you sitting in your cell? Now, some of the cells were very pretty, right? And what I mean by that is we're all done up we're all, um, you know, there was there was false paintings on the wall to show, um, you know, a landscape outside. And, how, and all this, I know this see some faces are like what, but this is what I got in the vision. It was the enemy showing. I uh, was Jesus showing how the enemy can use a cell to to just paint a picture that is a pure, not a lie, and that we should be fo- looking for him. Um, he also showed that. Uh, in instances, just as you mentioned, the fear, right, it's fear. These are, these are uh, things that, these are like brick, bricks in the prison wall. Fear, depression, anxiety, all of these things where even though as Christians we believe we're set free, we still reminisce about those times in the cell. We still go back to where maybe it's, it's just you're used to something or you, 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 it's, it's just familiar clearly Jesus is saying, no, that's not where you belong anymore. I've blown off the cell door. It's no longer, it's no longer yours. Um, I was massively convicted in this uh, in that I, what I got was my job is not to convert people. My job is to tell them that their cell door is open. So if you're not a believer in Jesus, if you haven't encountered the risen Christ, I'm here to tell you, give you a message and say your cell door has been blown off. There's freedom in the name of Jesus Christ, and and it is. It's literally that. The beauty about this picture that I got was Jesus was the on the other, on the other hill, just waiting for people to come out. Um. Then just a just a, the last few notes on this. Um. Uh, I was I was, I have three scriptures just to talk about. Um. Just to back this up, because I wanted to go into scripture and say, "Look, is this is this where is this right?" And is this I just wanted to sit in scripture and make sure that what I'm saying is is absolutely bang on. Hebrews 10:12. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, and since that time he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool, for by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Romans 6:10. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. And then 1 Peter 3.18, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. So that's why I see the trial of Jesus and the cross, the trial being a prelude and why it merged. I understand what, what Jesus was trying to show me. What exactly happens at the cross happened at the trial. Somebody walked free. It's all about freedom and restoration. So Barabbas went free at the trial, and we go free at the cross. So after this, I I had a chat with Jesus. I know this sounds strange, but this is the way it happens. I said, oh, Jesus, I, I know I've wandered back. I've let my mind wander back into my cell, and I've forgotten the power of your atoning blood. I've allowed the enemy to tell me lies, or to try and coax me back into my cell. Or oh, Jesus, and I haven't told others that their cell door is open, and they just don't see it yet. Or oh, Jesus, I haven't tried to stop others, other Christian brothers and sisters, going back into their cell or reminiscing of a time of when they were in their cell. And here's the travesty. Here's the here's the real travesty, um, and the word. And this is for whoever is in here as, as believers. This is, this is for us. There are people in their cells today with the door wide open and they don't know it yet. It is our commission to, just, to tell them and to point them to the way of Jesus. We are part of that mission to make disciples. Jesus has already done the work and we cannot be bystanders. In this vision, Jesus said to me, I don't want, you can't be a bystander. It's too serious. Our job is not to convert, as I said, but to announce the good news of Jesus Christ, that the prison door is open. It has been shattered open. And the king lives, the king loves, and he will return. And what we can do as believers is this. We can pray God's plan over every individual. Pray that into somebody's life and pray that they get eyes to see and ears to hear. To those of you today that don't know Jesus and haven't given your life to him, this is what I say. Your freedom awaits. You have been purchased. It's already been done. Your debt has fully been paid. Your cell door is wide open. All you have to do is walk through it. He is waiting on the other side of the hill. And I pray for those in this building today that don't know Jesus. I pray your eyes that you have eyes to see Here's to hear, <clears throat> and you have everything to lose, everything. so I pray today that we continuously have encounters with Jesus the risen Lord, that we continuously look for his his encounters, that we continually look for encounters that we see Zacchaeus, the prisoner, or the, the even Barabbas, right I don't know whether Barabbas repented and came to the Lord right, but encounters that set us free. We're going to do communion in a minute, and thank God we're going to hear those sultry tones of, uh, of Casey again, just to worship and really take in that moment in time where Jesus made it final that we have, we're, we're saved, we... So... This is what I'd say. We all will experience, whether we believe today or believe tomorrow or don't believe at all. We will encounter Jesus. The, the Scripture tells us this. The, the constant reminder of, um, "I will come back as a business manager," where it says that the ten minus, uh, the, the the vineyard owner, Jesus will come back, and not. And that's also a message for us for believers in here as well. What He's going to go, what have you done? What have we done? What have you done with your resources, your skills, the freedom? In Braveheart, you ever, there's a great scene in Braveheart where uh, um, Braveheart, William Wallace, turns to the crowd and says, what will you do with your freedom? In Galatians, it says that too. What will you do with your freedom? So that's what I pray. I pray that before the King returns, that we look for more encounters of the risen, of the risen Lord.